Oh my god. Davy's back again? Really? With another episode of Red Pill Cartel? Like, seriously? What does this guy do with his time? Oh yeah, he makes a podcast. When he's not working. Uh, uh, at a Babylonian slave labor job. That's what he does. Right? So, anyway. <laughs> I would love to have a studio where it's soundproofed and everything. You can probably hear in my episodes that uh, there's these guys uh, driving around uh, uh, who spent money on their cars to make it sound like a muscle car from like the 50s and shit but they, they're just annoying <laughs> like let's face it it's annoying it's really annoying and nobody wants to hear it except for the driver am I right or am I wrong prove me wrong prove me wrong prove me wrong on this Anyway, <clears throat> I have uh, returning champion uh, Stefano Emilio on the show, and uh, he just brought the fire tonight. We had a, such an awesome conversation, and uh, so I'm going to promote him and his band, The Android Meme, um, and I'm going to play a single they haven't released yet called So Vile, and... What a title for a song, right? Trust me, when you hear it, I hope you like it, because I fucking love it. I jam to it all the time. And, uh, yeah, he gave us some backstory on the song, how it was written, all that shit. And uh, I really hope you guys enjoy this so this sh- this episode. Sorry, I'm stumbling over my words because I'm a little bit drunk right now. But anyway, I hope you guys enjoy this episode. As much as I did, and uh, I love you guys, and thank you so much for tuning in all the time. And uh, you guys know what you got to do, right? Yeah, yeah, you know, right? Smoke a fat one, drink a beer, or two, or three, or four, or five, or six, whatever gets your buzz on, and relax and enjoy the show. And thank you so much.
Cartel to another episode. Actually, it's episode 80 tonight. Holy shit. That blows my mind. Anyway, uh, <laughs> welcome back, my returning champion, Stefano Emilio. How you doing after all that technical shit, buddy? A lot better now, that's for sure. Yeah, you sound fucking amazing. Well, bought some new equipment uh, for band stuff. And uh, it has a uh, multi-purpose for me, I guess, so I can sure. do little interviews as well, and perhaps a future podcast. Yeah, if you start to do like the meme podcast. Yeah, thinking about it, right? Like it's something to think about. Like, but it ta- like me it takes dedication, man. I've been consistent. I've been trying to be consistent, you know, and I and I feel like the more consistent that I get the more people just keep fucking coming and they keep flocking in and they keep... Yeah, you have to, you got to be consistent with this type yeah. of Yeah, it's like they just, of... like, they they seem to, like, like to latch on to it and just keep going with it, you know? So I get I'm, it. I'm, I... I'm super uh, grateful for that, you know? You should be. Yeah. I, it, um... It's just like, like, like being being a creator of anything... And leaving something behind, like we were discussing earlier, it's just like the more that you create, the more you're going to get out of it, right? Well, at least you hope so. And you hope that whatever it is that you're creating is uh, 
is worth the uh not worth it i mean it, it you just create by virtue of creating alone i mean it's 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 a good thing yeah um, for sure but you know not everything we create is 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 going to be successful or or speak to people but but the more we do it the better chances we have sure i'm i i'm of the mind that uh you know um the more passionate you are about doing something, the more you're going to put into it. And then the more other people are going to get out of it. Right. So. That's right. I mean, you can go on stage and completely suck, but if you look like you're putting a lot of effort and you're loving it, that might, uh, that might make you look a lot better than you actually are. Yeah. It's just like me. Like I can't, I can't really afford to make this show, uh, the production of it. Like, super good because i'm doing it off of a cell phone but i'm grateful that i'm able to do it on a cell phone you know and it's like you know people ask me all the time they're like dude you have a podcast i'm like yeah they're like and and they're like so how do you do it i'm like well i just do it on my cell phone you know and it's like holy shit and i'm like you know what i could make it a lot better if i had the 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 money or the uh equipment the money to purchase the equipment but I'm just doing what I can do with it now. So it is what it is, man, you know, and I'm just having a fucking blast doing it. And I'm grateful to meet all the guests that I've had on here, like virtually, you know, but I got to meet you in person and that was fucking awesome. And now, you know, I got to jam with your fucking band and it was amazing. That's right. It was super fun, dude. Did I tell you that my wrist hurt so like pretty bad for like a week after that? Really? From plucking, the, from plucking the bass, yeah. From slapping the bass? From slapping the bass. Slapping the bass, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it hurt, like, hurt for like a week. And I didn't I didn't realize like why I was hurting. I was like, oh, because I was like, do 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 It's from playing the same freaking four notes over and over again. <laughs> right. <laughs> And it was my right hand too. It's not. It wasn't my left. My left was okay. Like, like maneuvering just, on the fretboard. You're but picking, like, you're picking. Yeah. Holy shit. Well, those strings are a lot heavier than you're used to, right? Mm-hmm. So it's it's a different feeling to play bass and to like pick bass. Even I mean to to fret too, right? It's a whole different feeling. But hey, I have um I have a, quite a few people that like say, "Oh, you play guitar?" And I'm like, "Yeah, dude." And they're like. Oh man, I've tried picking up the guitar and trying to play, and it's like I couldn't do it. I'm like, yeah, dude. I, I tell people all the time, I'm like, you don't just pick you up gotta, the guitar and play. You can't pick up and pick up and play it. You gotta put the time and effort into it. You gotta practice. You gotta get your calluses developed. You gotta get your muscle memory going. You know, it's it's you're not gonna get it right away. It's the same thing with singing. You gotta practice, man. Yeah, most definitely to develop your your skills you can't just nobody i don't think anybody on the face of the fucking planet has ever just picked it up and went like played like fucking eddie van halen no it takes like hours and hours of dedication so yeah here's some advice to all the people that want to learn an instrument you're not gonna get it away yeah it's gonna take you time exactly you're gonna get frustrated you're gonna want to quit just don't quit. If you really want to do it, don't quit and put yeah. your time and effort into it. That's right. Don't yeah. be like me. 
no, no. I let work kind of get the better of me for a little bit, and I put the guitar down, and I haven't played much. I've kept up with the singing because mostly because I kind of have to for for the sh- for the show that we played. But um, I'm looking forward to now starting next week having two weeks off, and I'm just gonna just gonna play guitar again. Play guitar. Hell yeah, man. I miss it because I live in in an apartment building right now. And it's like, I haven't been able to play for a long time and just like really fucking rock out. You know, I used to, uh, I used to come home when I was working security. Uh, I used to work the night shift. And when I was living in a house with a basement, you know, I would get home, get fucking super high and just jam out rock out with my cock out dude not literally but you know um it's just like (laughs) it's just like i would come home get stoned and then put on uh something on the stereo and crank the stereo and then crank my amplifier and then just fucking wail away man and i was i was getting really fucking good at it at one point man like really good with the with the metal speed picking and shit that's not easy it's not easy but i was really passionate about it and i kept doing it and i was getting pretty good even my friends would come over and i'd I'd play for them they're like holy shit dude you know (laughs) it's like (laughs) but at the same time you just zone out and it's like you don't even look at the fretboard and you're just fucking going you're giving air dude it's so much fun man yeah, I'm so like at that point where now I'd have to kind of regain my calluses and get to yeah. that point where I'm not hunched over looking at the fretboard as I'm playing to see, make sure that I'm fretting everything properly. Yeah, yeah. But I'll get there. I just got to keep practicing again. You, it comes to a point where the more you practice, you just you're just feeling it. You know what I mean? You don't even have to look and you're just feeling no, because it. Because like, you know it. Like you said, the muscle. Memory, yeah. Right? Yeah. It's amazing, man. It's such a great feeling when you can pull that off. Like there was this one song by Anthrax called uh, Alive. And it was on <laughs> the, the album called Worship Music. <laughs> <laughs> and it was a beach pentagram with people looking into the pentagram, right? Of that was the album cover. And uh, but the song "Alive" was like my jam, dude. Like I would fucking kill that song, and it just made me feel alive. You know, <laughs> so great. That's love awesome. that shit. It's so much fun, man. But yeah, so, uh, well, we haven't listened to it tonight, but I'm going to put "So Vile" on the beginning of this episode. And uh, tell me which version that I send you. Ah, man, I think he sent it to me like a month ago. And it sounds really. It sounds really. Did I send you the final, the final, actual master version? I'm pretty sure. Yeah. It sounds pretty fucking good to me. Um. uh, Well, let me make sure that I did send you the right one. So I haven't slapped it on yet. So yeah, make sure. Um, yeah. But yeah, let uh, let the cartel know what that song is about and how the writing process uh, went for you. Well, like you know, like the 
um, if you came up with the music first or the lyrics first. Well, okay, Soul Vile was um, was originally recorded in 2014. Um, at oh shit! Mushroom Studios, which was where we recorded big time, like most of big time. At least, like it, that's where all the bed tracks, I guess you could say, were recorded. So guitar, drums, all, all the all the main tracking was done there. And then the vocals we did separately for those two songs for big time, our cover of big time and for so vile. Um, but for the most part, uh, they were done at mushroom studios here in Toronto and mushroom studios was owned by um, uh, John Wozniak, who you might know him. from oh, Marcy's hold on. Playground. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, um, he, he owned the studio and Matt Wagner was, uh, was working out of there uh, as well as some other friends of ours at the time. And then from there, uh, we finished the songs, uh, various kind of like home recording setups. Um, when Matt was kind of in between studios and just recording out of uh, the apartment that he was living in. Um, that's where we kind of, you know, final, final mixed and at least I should say the final mix of the original version of it. Um, that version kind of got, a semi a semi release on our <laughs> our um uh, what's it called again uh, reverb nation page all right and uh, oh i had back in the day <laughs> yeah but i mean and it, it you know by that time we were we really weren't doing much i think we were going to play like one or two gigs in 2015 and that was it and that's kind of when the band went on their hiatus and um our hiatus, I should say. And um, it wasn't until, you know, a uh, few months ago where um, we were able to um, finally get access to uh, Matt Wagner's hard drives uh, with all of his uh, recording session files. Rest um, in because, power. Rest in power. Yeah. So he ended up, um, you know, before he passed. Um, we were going to do the final mixes of Big Time, which we never did. Um, but anyway, uh, when he passed, he was working out of uh, Desolation Studios. And Desolation Studios is um, kind of in partnership with Play Dead Cult, the clothing line by Stu, um, and the band um, A Primitive Evolution, which are friends of ours, and, and Brett Carruthers from a primitive evolution as well as a birthday massacre i should say because he's also the bass player for birthday oh, I massacre. Love that band. currently on tour um love that band chibi i love you <laughs> uh so yeah we i've hung out with those. not not so much her but some other members years ago um but yeah she's absolutely adorable and an amazing singer uh, i've only briefly ever ever met her um Mike or Rainbow, as he's also known, was the guy in the band that I've probably seen the most, spoke to the most. But um, anyway, so uh, Brett Carruthers uh, and I sat down and we remixed Big Time and we remixed So Vile. Now, So Vile uh, really needed a lot of work um, because unfortunately, by, by that by that point, actually, they both did big time did too but all the the live drums had to kind of get all re redone to some degree and um 
so how we did that um the reason why was because they were just um we didn't have access to the original um drum i guess uh files like the recording files of each individual drum like the the kick drum the snare the overheads toms like it was all mixed down as one audio file and it was really terrible sounding for whatever That's reason crazy. you know at that stage matt was kind of like kind of far gone i guess and and, and his uh his ears just were were betraying him i think um so it was everything was attenuated uh, in the sense where like you really weren't getting it was just eq to shit it was it was terrible so um what we did was we kept it there in the mix but jake went in and reprogrammed every single hit that matt physically played so that's insane and i'm talking every single hit including all the ghost notes so all those little weird sounds here and there that make up kind of like the tone and like ghost notes stuff that like you don't really um notice per se offhand but if it's not there you notice a difference you know what i mean the rim well, shot the, rim shot things here it it makes a difference that's right and and uh so bless his heart it took him a week to do it um and uh honestly like it's incredible it's really incredible what what he was able to do and so we took that and then brett did his his magic and i mean he cleaned it up so much and um added his touch and um for both those songs um and honestly they they sound fantastic and of course they were mastered by uh roger leon formerly of um i think master disc but anyway he's he's a great mastering engineer and uh yeah i mean that that Plus uh, you got, uh you got that's how it was physically kind of done in the history of that and you want to kind of go into the uh the actual meaning of the song and the lyrics well you you also have uh matt's uh backing vocals right oh yes yes absolutely. That, that's what that stood out to me in this song as well they're very prominent and yeah. um they're very haunting uh, knowing the circumstance I love those backing vocals, and you told me those those are Matt's vocals, right? Oh yeah, yeah, that's Matt. Matt Matt did all the backing vocals for uh, for that song. I mean, some of them are mine here and there. There are a few layers of me, but for the most part, it was it was Matt, and it's it's very much Matt's voice. If you know Matt's it, voice, you'd recognize it. It's pretty haunting. Yeah, we were kind of figuring out like, do we really want to keep them? Do we want to retract? And it's like, no way, man. We gotta, we gotta keep Matt's voice there. And uh, yeah. when we play it live, we keep the those tracks in there for for live as well. So even though if 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 Matthias and now our new bass player um, Daniel, if they're doing backing vocals, um, you know, they'll sing with with Matt's voice, which is kind of right. Cool. Um, and for those of you who want to know uh, how Matthew Von Wagner's uh, uh, work is all about, check out uh, Alpha Galati's, and I'll put that in the show notes as well, because it deserves attention. They were an awesome band, um, extremely technically gifted, all of them. I think um, it was like 2009 that I... that. I heard them on uh, 97.7 Hits FM, and I went out and bought the CD immediately. Wow, hey, you were one of those. That's cool. It, you know, yeah. it didn't sell, man. Um, 
it was it's a shame because like they were gonna there was a bidding war when they got signed everyone wanted to sign them and they were going to be considered the next tool like the canadian tool basically like everyone that, thought they were gonna be that's what they were touting on the radio yeah that's right and and um it just didn't it didn't happen um you know that sucks they, dude they sold like seven thousand copies i think worldwide it was a like, huge, well, huge one of those one of those was me <laughs> yeah I, me too yeah, um, but i i had already like known him before the album was released right so i i had met him a few months before um a stimulus for reason was released that's a great album fantastic album like yeah everybody check that shit out if you're listening to this and you're still interested in what we're talking about because it's a little bit off kilter tonight with what we're discussing uh it's music but it's at the same time it's it ties in with truth it ties in with everything like you know it's like doing what you want to do and trying to break free from the fucking matrix this is what it's all about and that's what artists try to do you know or at least try to show you the matrix and whatever understanding absolutely yeah types of arts and people are just keep some people are are I think they're actually pushing boundaries, but all they're doing is is um, farting in the matrix in a way that they're just putting out crap. Oh, for sure, because they're part There's of the machine. They, they think it's art. Oh, I'm so artistic. I'm going yeah. to show you my breasts and be all uber sexual and satanic and right and push the boundaries because I'm just so dangerous. And in and, fact, uh, it's just, that's just you know par for the course these days and here we go this is from this is coming from a freemason right yeah <laughs> we're not satanic <laughs> it's, it's like oh my god it's, it's like it's what about bad. the founding fathers of america oh uh, you know they built america um with a lot of masonic principles and uh everything that you're defending right now comes from that um, but somehow Freemasonry is satanic. Yeah, but you know the thirty-third degree Albert Pike. Sorry, <laughs> all cops are Freemasons. That's right. Yes. Yeah. Like, yeah. come on, man. Fuck. Got a grip. I've always loved how, um, and we've strayed now into hashtag satanic panic stuff. Um, but it, it is funny though how. Um, you know, it's always about like the, the upper echelon in the inner circle, right? And and somehow, well, you don't know that you're secretly worshiping Lucifer. Uh, it's being hidden from you. But if I mean, like I said, I think I've said this too in, in previous interviews. If that if that is the case, and and then like if some small point one percent of the one percent, um, you know, have some sort of deviation from the norm, like that, that sure. has no bearing on the rest of us. Yeah, like if, if people are not um, forming the intention to you know to worship evil, <laughs> then yeah, then there there is no worship of evil. No matter exactly. how fooled you think they are, if their internal if, if their intentions are are godly, um, I'm sorry, but it doesn't matter what they may or may not know. Their intentions well, are, are really all that. Their intentions and actions are all that matter. Exactly, and let's go back to. Um... One of my episodes with uh, Eduardo, right? Uh, the ancient history of the of the name Lucifer. That's it doesn't right. even exist. It's not what people think it is. 
you know, and they got this whole thing where Lucifer was an angel that fell from heaven and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, dude, that's not what the, what the Bible is actually fucking saying. Well, because there's barely ever any actual reference to Lucifer in the Bible. But anyway. right. only in Isaiah. That but funny quote, enough, funny enough, this kind of does segue into the lyrical content of the song, considering mm-hmm. I use the word, you know, devil in the song. See how everything just works out all the time when you come on the show? Right. Fucking love it, man. It just comes together, man. It just all comes together. Yeah, so let's get into that. Like the lyrics and uh So the I lyrics write the lyrics. Is it the same lyrics uh from like twenty fourteen? Yeah, yeah. N- none of the lyrics changed. Um all we used all the original vocal uh, vocals, all the tracking. We just re EQ'd them, added different effects. Um you know, work with different volume levels and like in how they appear in the mix. Um, but the words are the same. And, and um, that song was, um, it wasn't that, that hard to write. Um, it just came to you because you did a, a sacrificial ritual before that, you. Uh, that's right. That's right. <laughs> made the song, no, right? you know, cause the meme is a mixture of um, kind of, you know, conspiratorial, political, um, trying to wake up the world to what's going on type stuff, exploring um, those types of ideas. But then it, there's also a, an element of my own, like, of like personal kind of like self-loathing and personal emotional stuff. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. songs about um, whether it's from our original um EP or or from or the uh, album Ordo Abkeo, um, there is always going to be the element of 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 that you know um, of personal experience. Uh, there's a song that was recorded actually, um, well, all but vocals um, in that session of three songs because it was big time, so vile, and another one called Window. Window still needs vocals. I've never recorded them. Um, I'm not sure if that song will ever see the light of day or or, or be heard. I'd like it to because I mean it, it's a Matt Wagner special. Like that one there was mostly just him and me, um, and I'd say mostly just him. Um, and um, you know it too. I mean it it, it could have been an Alpha Galati song basically. Wow. <laughs> it was like yeah, it was kind of like and in some weird yeah yeah compared to to So Vile because So Vile was done in a way although Matt was one of the, the principal writers. It was written, um, you know, him and I kind of arranged it and and put it together in a way that was it was very Android meme esque, you know, like it was done with that with that purpose. Whereas um, Window, I, if I'm not mistaken, probably was an Alpha Galati's riff um, or two that Matt was like, hey, you know, I haven't used anything with this. We can use it with you guys. And then a song was built around it. Um, but those two songs in general are, are personal. Window Window is a really dark song. Um, but So Vile, So Vile is kind of, um, it's it's um, a song about guilt in a lot of ways. And, and it's a song about um, being kind of like um, two sides of me at war with each other. Uh, you know, it, the, the side of me that's the Masonic side that, you know, wants to, to control my passions and to um to have ownership over over my 
over my temptations and um because freemasonry does kind of you know ask that you you master yourself right it's sure it's it's, it's about self-development and, <clears throat> and and being better uh in every which way and and one of those is not giving into to temptations when it comes to addictions and and yeah. doing immoral things right and of course we can get into the different varying degrees of what of what morality is but um how ironic that you say that because most people think that Freemasons are just all about giving in and all that shit. Right? Yeah, but it's like the complete opposite. Have anyone yeah. ever actually reads any Masonic ritual or has ever, you know, found a ritual book or, or, or whatever? Um, not the ones here in, in Ontario because ours are kind of coded. Um, but, you know, uh, if you ever read Manly P. Hall, you know, like my wife is really funny. She, um, she breaks up the, the the whole kind of spectrum of of me, I guess, within the esoteric, uh, you know, mystical context of like the two polar um, positions. One side being a manly P. Hall, which represents the light, kind of like the uh, um, the true pure Masonic um, art, in that it it he represents, like I mentioned before the overcoming and the controlling of your passions and temptations and, and working on yourself in a way that makes you above your physical nature. And the other side, the polar opposite of that is, is the Crowley, the Aleister Crowley side, which has its own, you know, virtues and its exploration and pushing boundaries. And these are all things that in, in the right context that we should do. But in that there's also the follow the fallibility of, 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 um, of going too far and and constantly giving like, into our temptations and exploring our temptations way too much it becomes the more the the overly dangerous cd side you know what i mean and it's kind of like my existence has always kind of been a balance between those two sexual exploration you know um, promiscuity all that yeah. stuff on the one side and then on the manly p hall side there's me being a husband um you know in a monogamous uh marriage and you know, um, so there's there's that side and and so vile is is actually like both sides at war because in the sense, in a sense, um, you've got the part of me that um, feels extreme guilt for having the my temptations and 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 um, I guess my addictions at the time when the song was written and fighting it and wanting to overcome it um and it's that it's the struggle and the lyrics like the verse one and verse two are kind of like plays on on the masonic penalties of the first two degrees and the third verse slash bridge i guess you could say is kind of like an allusion to the the third degree masonic uh penalty um which is the section of the oath that people the blood curdling section of the oath <laughs> um, <laughs> where you know um, the traditional penalty, as we call them, is 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 listed. Um, and if for anyone who's a Mason and listens to it, um, you know, I'm sure they would get it right away. But right, and you know, you've got the chorus, which you know, um, it was just an honest mistake, a demon so hard to shake. She's dressed in Snow White. I'm in hell, all I can see. Anyway, you get the idea, right? 
Absolutely, um, yeah. But the devil, you know, staring back is me. No, All like right? I, you, when, you're always song, fighting yourself. Yeah, when I was listening to the song for the first time, like I, I put it on repeat like a bunch of times, and I was I was catch, catching the lyrics, and I was like, I get it, you know. I get it because everybody has the internal struggle. That's right. Everybody, every single fucking person on this fucking planet or in the universe, I it, would go. And it's say. just the degree of, of what they're struggling with, right? It's, it's right. just a, 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 um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Dude, degree. I look at people all the time and I'm like, I wonder what you're struggling with, you know? And that's one thing we all have in common. I would go as far as saying that everybody is struggling with something in oh, the yeah. personal, in internal, like their internal struggle, right? Like everybody has it. But what separates us from the normal, from, you know, us being quote unquote normal people to the other people like fucking, like, let's say Jeffrey Dahmer, he was oh, struggling yeah. as well. But he had something that some kind of misfire in his brain that would just like made it okay for him to do what he did, right? Yeah, that's a whole other um, level of of struggle and temptation. See, see, Dahmer right now is huge in the collective consciousness because of this whole uh, new Netflix uh, series. And I watched it. And everybody that I work with, a bunch of people, they all watched it, and they're like, "Holy shit!" Right? I don't know if you've seen it. Have you seen it? I've um, I've gone most way th- most way through the first episode. I haven't finished it yet because uh, yeah, I, f- I finished all ten episodes, and it was like it was uh, intense, a- and, and um, it's very intense, yeah. visceral, and everything, man. And it just makes you question, like, how could anybody do such a thing that to me is so vile <laughs> you know? that was good you know <laughs> i've um as, as someone who you know when i was younger especially was um quite fascinated with serial killers especially i think every, a lot of people yeah because because we want to you know the macabre in general like how how does this happen how uh, uh, you know how do how does one um allow themselves to 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 commit that and 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 when you do it the first time and then i guess it becomes addictive um Mm -hmm. because it's and i guess this can also relate to why the elites do what they do and and how they get addicted to their pedophilia and their um, sure degeneracy um is because like there's only you know you experience something and it's like it's an extreme i guess experience that it's hard i think i think it's a massive dopamine rush exactly and then after that huge rush they're chasing the dragon that's exactly what it is and it's never enough you know nope um so a quick thing um for the song i'll send it to you because i don't know i I love how we're like like creating a whole episode about the song that you wrote <laughs> and it's like everything relates to it this is, this is great i love it because <laughs> it's just one of those songs that has all those elements and there's a lot of self-loathing like the lyrics are pretty like my wife um she has issues listening to the song she loves the song it's just that it just it makes her feel like 
like really bad for me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> like that's legit. hilarious. Yeah, and you know when we when we played it on um on Saturday at our first show in eight years. Wow, that's a whole other fucking topic of conversation. Which I fucking I I hate that I missed it. Oh, that's right, you did. Oh, that hurt me so bad. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> I got emotional performing it, and um, there's a point in the song where, like, if it, if you know me, I guess you could kind of hear where my voice breaks, and because um, like I don't know how to describe it, but quite oh often, no, like, like you, performer, you, live, you live, you haven't in... played a show in eight fucking years, and your voice broke in one part of your set. <laughs> Well, it broke because I was getting emotional. Yeah, I mean, in general, like I'm nowhere near the level of. Oh, okay, I see. Of, yeah, of, yeah, right. Um, and you know, my voice, um, doesn't break in general. Um, just the conditioning of of being on stage and running through a set and breath work and all that stuff. I'm a little out of shape when it comes to that. Sure. Yeah, because and more so, it's the screaming, right? Like when we played Oral Up Ko, like. Um, the last two songs were Order Up KO and Stranger, and they require some screaming. And um, <clears throat> I'm at a level now where I've had to relearn how to scream, right? So um, reconditioning my voice. But unfortunately, when you go from like your first scream of the night and it's like fucking intense, um, your vocal cords, even if I, if, if I scream at, you know, using the right part of my throat, um, I still require a little bit more time, I think, to kind of condition it so that it doesn't affect my regular singing voice because it right. still does. It still does. And actually during our jamming stages, <clears throat> um, when we were getting ready for the show um, and rehearsing, um, I blew my voice a couple times. Fuck. But hey, I, I, I actually got, noticed. got through the show. People loved it. Um, yeah. And um it was received well. It was well received. We drew pretty well. Most of the people that came were were actually uh, coworkers of mine, um, or you know people that kind of that I supervise. So, um, and a lot of them were like blown away because they see work work Stefano, right? Like the guy who's sure who yeah. keeps the shit together. It seems pretty like you know decently um, uh, mild mannered. Um, and then they, they see, see Clark me. Kent and then they see Superman. Yeah, they see, you know, they show right. up and here I am wearing like stage makeup. And um, yeah, I'm like their quote unquote boss that's like on a stage shaking his ass and, and doing his craziness. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Like it's, it's, it really is like Clark Kent and Superman. Yeah, because I can't be like that every day. Exactly, and I mean, and even I when, we could to some degree, but I mean, it's still performance, right? And it's still like intensifying a, a part of you. You know, it's like getting a magnifying glass and and like intensifying light. You know, and concentrating it. Like it, a performance is a concentration of all these emotions, and 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 you're supposed to convey that that those emotions through the performance. For um, sure, and it becomes real, right? And you do, in a sense, exercise the demons. And that was the first show that I done. Um, well, I mean, it was the first show in eight years, and it's the first show since you know being more or less sober from the drugs I used to do. Um, did it feel but, good? Yeah, yeah, because I was used to always yeah. getting high either like before or after, and it was really, really nice. 
to like and you know i mean i don't count cannabis um no well that's that's god's herb right that's right yeah so it was you know like in that high kind of lasted and 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 the shitty part though the shitty part of i have to be honest is now is is after the fact right it's the come down of 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 that wonderful high of playing this gig and you know uh, and then um watching some videos and hearing myself and like oh oh no one said anything other than one person who actually gave me a very very fair critique um but other than like that, after, like, were, the show? yeah, but they're also like a performer themselves. And, okay. And, yeah. And they're close enough to me to know that they can, you know, be honest and, and it's constructive. Right. Um, so, and um, thanks Sarah. Um, and, uh, <laughs> and no, it was good. It was good. Um, but you know, um, I've always had an issue with hearing myself too. Right. Like I don't like how I sound half the time. Yeah, I, I listen to our music all the time. I don't know how to describe it. It's like, um, it's weird. Um, so I'm kind of at that stage now where it's like, it's been a few days and I want to play another show just so I could be better than the last show, you know, like for redemption. It's like, I, I'm just going to keep playing shows, chasing the fucking show dragging, right? right. To, 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 Which to, is healthy though. Yeah, That's but is it though? Because like you know, I'll be honest, man. The last couple of days, I've been kind of depressed. I don't know how to describe it. Like, oh no way. Yeah, it's like after show blues, I guess. Because I just, I just, there's all these things that I wanted to do differently, and even though it was the whole point of that show was, you know, because we we kind of we were on the on the edge of being prepared. You know what I mean? Like we we sounded really good. We were really tight. Like kudos to the band, like Jake, Matthias. Daniel and Chris and Chris played um, only a couple songs because he's uh, he got really really busy with his work and he wasn't able to jam with us the last two or three weeks. Oh, did Chris actually go up there and play? He went on stage and he played two songs. Yeah, he played oh, cool. uh, I, I Love Berlin and Looking Glass. Oh, nice. Uh, he could have played Ordo Abkeo and Stranger, um, but he we were he wasn't sharp enough yet. Um, and by his own admission, he felt that it would be better for him to play the songs that he knows how to play well and let us do the rest. So, he, you know, he took some video from the side of the stage. and That was cool. I noticed a comment that he said uh, in the, I think the, uh, oh, yeah, in the in our Android dudes chat. Yeah. He said, sorry for my drunkenness or whatever. And I'm like, oh, I laughed at it. Yeah. You have no idea. So. <laughs> uh he got he had a few drinks and um towards the end of the night <laughs> he was he was trying to pick fights with people in, in a weird way and he, oh. he his own way i don't know how to describe it um but it That's was too funny it was funny and, <laughs> and the bouncer guy was like you got to get your friend out of here oh no way well because he was getting mouthy he was getting lippy chris was getting lippy and uh it, it was funny it was funny it was that funny because funny. we know him, and I know he wasn't gonna do anything stupid, right? It was yeah, just yeah. funny. It was just funny. But like the the amount of time that I spent with him when we were jamming, he seems like such a laid back fucking dude. No one knows. That's the thing, right? That side of of Chris is well, well, um, um, held down, I guess, repressed. Um, and every once in a while, you know, it'll come out. But but the average person will never see 
that side of Chris. They're going to get, you know, his um, his day to day, like I say, mild mannered side, which is, you know, and and that's who he is. I mean, he's very he's Clark Kent. <laughs> yeah, he's got his 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 business right, like his secure crypt um, stuff, and um, which is growing. It's getting more successful. So awesome. Uh, was the 8-bit Nintendo sounding intro, which I love, was that written back in 2014 or was that a new thing? Nope. That was, uh, <clears throat> that was definitely Matt. Wow. The um, Matt's, and this song, I think the, the coolest, coolest little synth thing that Matt did was in, um. It's, dude, it, it makes me feel like the a boss is incoming like a fucking you know like a yeah 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 i can totally hear that boss right dude i fucking instantly when i heard it, i was like oh my god this is my jam you know yeah it's a really cool because uh, I'm, I'm a huge nes fan right like i love going back and playing nes games uh frequently you know just because it's like a, a the nostalgia factor I'll boot up a game and I'll play it for like maybe like five minutes and be like, yeah, fuck this shit. But at the same time, it's like it gives you that nostalgic feel uh, when I was playing it back when I was a kid, right? So when that intro boot, uh, came up, I was like, oh, I love it already, <laughs> you know? That was actually, it was one of Matt's, you know, last songs. Because a lot of, I mean... He was doing something with a guy named Roddy, uh, Most Non-Heinous, was the other kind of project that he was working on before he passed away. Um, but in terms of actual drum playing, uh, Big Time and um, and So Vile was like the last real kind of, um, you know, indication of, of Matt's playing drums the way Matt plays drums and and no matter what Jake did to kind of enhance and, and kind of reprogram it's still no it's hit per hit you know what right. I mean it's still the soul of Matt it's what Matt played and and what he played is still in the recording it's, it's kind of buried but it's still there we did use that original track to kind of add emphasis to the drums because like I said it's no it's hit per hit you know what I mean like um I still think it's like one of his best ever drumming performances. I mean, if you listen to Alpha Galavis, obviously there's a lot of that going on, but, um, and some of our stuff too, cause Matt played drums on a lot of our songs. like most of the songs on order up KO. Right. So, you know, um, who did vocals for, uh, Alpha Galavis? Matt did. Matt did. Okay. Yeah, Matt was the vocalist and drummer, and it only wasn't at the end. Holy fuck! Um, after they were, after they got dropped by EMI, um, and they kind of, they pretended to break up as well, sort of. Um, and when they started playing shows again um, with us, actually, and Matt kind of went back out front. So the way it kind of started, but Matt, like Alpha Galatis, was called the Hollow, right? That was what they were called before. Um, and they were in Alberta and in, in Calgary, like, well, more specifically Medicine Hat. So they come to Toronto in 2005 and they get big as the hollow. Um, and then they, um, bidding war happens and they're about to sign. They signed to EMI and they, they changed the name to Alpha Galatis because there was another band called the hollow. 
at the time, or at least from the eighties or some shit like that from the nineties. And, um, then Matt decided that he was going to play drums and sing. So yeah, Matt would for the most, you know, part of from after the album dropped to when, um, they kind of left the label, um, 90% of the performances Matt was, was drumming and singing. And in fact, you could look them up on YouTube and you could see videos of that. You could see the videos of him, of them performing at rock Amring um, on his birthday in, I think it was 2011 and, um, or 2010, I think it was 2010. And, um, and you could see him like slay those drums and sing without, you know, like he was just such a phenomenal, uh, that's a, that's a phenomenal. And then here you go. You talk about, you know, one of your favorite bands, I guess, birthday massacre. So the, the current drummer of the birthday massacre, Phil was also an alpha Galati's drummer. So when, 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 uh, Matt decided to go back out front and, and play guitar and sing up front, Phil came in and played drums. And that was for okay. the last few months of Alpha Galati's existence. Right. What well, do you know what Alpha Galati's means? So it comes from uh it was originally supposed to be like the inner circle of the uh, Priory of Sion. Right? So oh, shit. Wow. So yeah, so the secret society, the secret uh circle within the secret fucking super secret society holy um, shit the inner that's circle wild. called alpha galat right because galat um was french word and then we just pronounce it galatis or whatever because you know to just to angloize it a bit but it was so you could you could honestly alpha you could say alpha galat would be the alpha galat right 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 yeah so alpha meaning like top tier right yeah yeah and then galat meaning circle uh, or no, i think a lot is like some allusion to horse hold on a second interesting yeah man that's pretty wild man because I, I looked up like the i i remember looking up the word alpha galatis galatians galatians right yeah which is biblical yeah Hold on. Okay, yeah. Yeah. The Alpha Galatians. Yeah. Galatians is a book in the Bible, is it not? Uh well it does the uh Paul the Apostle Paul the Apostle in his um letters to the epistle to the Galatians. To the Galatians, right. Yeah, that's right. Second epistle to the Corinthians. Um, which is which precedes it so yeah that's wild yeah so um and I, the day i met him um was the day that like it's funny because uh we were at uh, edge 102 and it was during martin streak was doing i guess the thursday third day or whatever it was called. rest in power rest in power and um Man, i was so heartbroken when he passed Yes, yeah, yeah. We played um his tribute show at at the Phoenix. Um, so um we were there and uh, we were gonna kind of get an impromptu interview because uh, one of our manager at the time 
and I used to use that term very loosely. Um, our <laughs> manager at the time, uh, she, uh, one of her good friends, um, also her pot dealer, because she was a big dealer. But anyway, um, grew up with Martin, grew up with Martin and uh, the Armenian connection, because I think Martin was half Armenian. And um, so we had a bit of an in and we were going to get a quick little thing. And this, and it so happened that Matt was getting interviewed before. And this was when Alpha Galat was uh, going to, they were on the verge of becoming the Edge 102's next big thing. Okay. So uh, unfortunately they lost out to USS, which ironically was produced by Matt. So, you know, oh, man. I'm and for so... which for which he saw no success because after they got successful, they totally dropped him. And you know were... what, dude? Like USS when they were getting big, I was just like, I really don't like their music. Yeah, I don't like it either. Sorry, Ash. Sorry, Jay. Um, yeah, I just don't like them. I never did. Yeah. Uh, people were getting so into them, like. When um, Hollow Point Sniper Hyperbole came out. Yeah. It's like, yeah, that's pretty cool. There's some catchy know? moments, and, and he's definitely yeah. creative, and it was cool. But a lot of what made them cool on their first album was Matt. Like, that was Matt. Yeah. Um, Ash wrote, you know, writes really cool stuff. And they had some hits after the fact. So even without Matt, I'm not to say that he, you know, was their end all and be all. He was but their harbinger. He set them up. Yeah. And then he did the yeah. same with Crystal Castles. Like, people don't realize that. Like, Crystal I like Castles. Crystal Castles. I mean, if it wasn't for the fact that uh, Ethan, his real name is Claudio, um, wasn't, you know, if he wasn't a pedophile, we could talk to talk about it in a better light. But um, yeah, he, yeah, I remember that whole thing. Yeah. Anyway, but, but it's their first good. album was done by, was, was produced by Matt and, and um, Alice's like vocal style and effects. Like, that was, that was Matt. Like, Matt created that. Yeah, um, Matt, you know, was was the, the kind of like the, the thing behind you, the early USS as well, in my opinion. Um, but they became the next big thing. So they kind of exploded and Alpha Galatis got uh, got screwed. But anyway, so at the interview, um, I showed up, we show up there and we see him there and I could hear the interview. And, and, and someone, uh, Martin, had asked him about the, the name of um of the band and he's like he explained oh yeah you know i'm reading this book by um by um um jim mars um oh yeah right and um, i think a lot of people know who jim mars is yeah i think it's jim mars right yep m-a-r-r-s yeah and he's got a book called rule by secrecy oh i'm looking at it right now i have a copy of it so basically matt was like uh so i got from this book by jim mars um and in the background you can hear me say rule by secrecy and he turns around and he sees me he's like yeah that book so like i just you know i happened to be there and i happened to know exactly what the fuck he was talking about because i had read that book and i remember alpha galatis from um explained in in rule by secrecy so wild yeah yeah we never ended up um getting uh, an interview um because chris showed up late and uh i don't think even regardless i don't think uh there was time so but anyway that kind of introduced me to matt and then we went to go see them play at the horseshoe uh like two months later and uh that was it him and i chatted and then 
you know, serendipitously, I ended up at his house um, chasing a drug dealer. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm meeting up with a drug dealer. And um, it's a good thing my, my parents or brother listen to this. Don't listen to this podcast. Um, but I showed up and uh, hey, knocked bye. on the door on, uh, you know, off of Queen Street and uh, in Parkdale and uh, meeting up with the guy. And then the door opens and it's Matt. And I'm like, holy shit, like, what are the chances? So, you know, Matt and I basically spent the next five to eight hours uh, just talking about recording stuff. And I had a copy of our EP. He listened to it and he was like, it's okay. I could, you know, make you guys a hundred times better. And we were like, okay, cool. And that was that's it. Awesome. And then that, that's how it started. And, and the first song that we tracked and recorded with Matt was Left Right Parasite. And it was also... Wait, I uh, love that song. Yeah, and Matt plays guitar on that because that was right at the time when when Chris left the band and Chris got booted, and um, um, which was a necessary thing for his health and and the band. Yeah, and uh, we won't say it. No, I mean whatever, it's fine. Um, <laughs> you know, um, and so Matt came in and 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 there was that was like during the transition before matthias joined so when matthias okay. joined um we had already kind of recorded that song and matt matt played the guitars and, and chris you know even tabbed it out in fact there were other stuff too that we had had already pre-written um like the machine stops was a song that was written with chris the original version of it and then matthias came in and kind of added his own style to it and then we recorded it um but yeah, you know, no, Matt, Matt, uh, Matt was a force. And um, as much as there were days where I wanted to strangle him um, for holding our music hostage for two or three years of, of trying to chase him to finish songs, um, you know, he was in, in the throes of, of a major addiction and, and addicted to a substance that, you know, rarely takes prisoners and uh, not a lot of people survive. So, um, and then by that, I don't necessarily mean like survive with their life, but like with their life intact, you know right. what I mean? Not, not a lot of them can come back from that. Um, it was definitely a substance that I was not, um, it, <laughs> it required a commitment I wasn't willing to make. And, sure. um, yeah, so I never got into that shit, but, um, but yeah, man, Matt, uh, rest in power indeed, but, uh. I'm so glad that we were able to to capture his essence in the yeah, song. Yeah, it's like you, it's like you restore. It's like when you um, you take like a like an old film and you restore it and you know put it out there again. You know, so yeah, except it's not too old and it's still very relevant today, which is the beauty of it. Exactly. And yeah. window and and if we ever do finish the vocals for window, <laughs> which I'd like to, um, even if we have to re-record it, we could totally re-record it. It's not impossible uh maybe change it up a little bit i i would speed it up maybe ever so slightly if i was going to re-record it um but you know the lyrics to that song are are you know would fall in very similar line to to so vile very very personal very um it's about a struggle and it's it's kind of like you know um was written about uh, when i was probably at my worst in terms of suicidal thoughts and 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 questioning my existence in this uh, on this plane um 
and uh but they're really really good lyrics <laughs> and and it it would it would be it would make for a really really good song um so i like i would like to finish it at some point but you never know well i mean we can only hope yeah it's not <laughs> on deck it's not on deck actually right now the songs that i really want to focus on is is because these two songs like big time and and so vile will kind of like round out the last couple um, two or three songs um, for kind of an EP that we're going to unleash soon. And there's still, I think, yeah, after So Vile, there's only one more, maybe two, but I'm going to say one more that we're going to add to this um, and kind of end it there. The song's called um, um, Scapegoat. So oh, I, right, right. Yeah, so I just got to finish, still haven't finished uh, the vocals for that because we were getting ready for for the show when we kind of put recording aside. But we'll finish that eventually. But the stuff that's on deck, I want to write a song about devolution. And, um, and I also want to write a song called Ghosts in the Machine. Cywar stuff, basically. I'm not sure how familiar you are with, with Brian Cates. Uh, no, not at all. Okay. Never heard the name. All right. So um, Brian Cates is a fantastic um, writer, and he has been an investigative journalist, I should say. And he's got a company called Rise of the New Media. Um, And basically, he's all about like the new citizen journalist stuff that we're going to overthrow mainstream media. And his specialty thus far has been his investigation and and journalism in regards to um obama gate spy gate and the durham investigations so um but one of the things that he's written about um is um i'm not sure if you've seen that video that was released by the u.s army where they've kind of like it's kind of like a trailer almost for a movie but it's it's them exposing their um their psy war their psychological operations unit Holy shit. Yeah, I'll send you a link to that. And um, so that's basically what the song is going to be about. And and I'm pretty sure that it was a comment in and of itself. And it's basically, I think it's it's the part, it's where kind of Q might might come from. Okay. To some degree. Um, so Because Q, Q is a psyop, right? Yeah, yeah, of course it is. It is an, op- yeah. an operation. It's a psychological operation, but it's For one sure, of yeah. to inspire, you know, and to um, to get people to uh, wake the fuck up and do exactly. something. What's going exactly. on? Right? But anyway, yeah. So we, we want to do a song about that. And actually, Brian Cates has his own merch, and um, he's kind of put out a line of t-shirts and hoodies and and. Um, beanie uh toques or whatever toques um with the actual logo of the this particular uh unit like their emblem their side the side war group um so i actually ordered a few of those and <laughs> i'll be wearing those probably that t-shirt on at the next show probably i want to order uh, uh a t-shirt by from uh king bow do you know king bow sounds familiar yeah so he was the usc fighter Slash musician that called up Jimmy Kimmel in Hollywood as pedophiles after he won a match. Oh wow! Yes, 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 yes. I had him on my show. Uh, he has that's awesome. Line of, he had a line of T-shirts that says "Uncancelable." Nice. I love it. It's fucking amazing. But yeah, I would love to get a T-shirt that says 
uncancelable, you know? It's like, <laughs> just fucking wear it, you know? Yeah. Absolutely. Because, so, like, yeah. honestly, dude, like, it doesn't matter what, the, like, Instagram is going to do to me. I'm not going to stop doing the podcast, right? It's, it, it's like, I'm not, you're not going to shut me down. I'm going to find other avenues to do this if they try to fucking shut me down, you know? And I got all the episodes on backup, so it's like, fuck you, you know? So, are you having a lot of issues with uh, with Instagram? Oh, yeah. They're on my tail, dude. Every fucking post that I put up, right away, if there's, like, fucking quote-unquote misinformation, they tag it. Okay, and I'm yeah. like, fuck. I'm yeah. shadow banned to hell, you know? You know, it's like you speak truth, you're fucked. But you can't let it stop you. You got to keep fucking, you got to keep on the grind, right? You definitely got to keep on the grind. And that's what we're doing tonight. Yeah. And uh, yeah, Instagram sucks. Mm-hmm. Um, I use it, but, you know, I don't know. It sucks. I think it's dying. Dude, I, I, went, I, went, I went from 300 people viewing my stories down to fucking 10. Yeah. Exactly. Fuck off, man. And I feel like no matter what we do, we're just we're not we don't we, we don't we, we're not getting any traction on on Instagram. That's what that's what it's all that's what it is, man. They but it could also be because no one gives a shit about <laughs> us. No, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's not. I have that. nothing to do with with our content. No, it's not that, man. It's honestly like people people were really into my content, and then all of a sudden it's like. You know, like I, I had this one guy who's like, stop whining about being shadow banned. And I'm like, I'm not whining. I'm just telling how it is. So people fucking know that if you speak truth, you're going to get shadow banned. You know, it's like, I'm not whining about it. Like, yeah, it sucks. But at the same time, the dominoes should... are falling. Look, yeah. look what's going to happen now. You know, Elon Musk is going to buy Twitter. Right. I think stuff is going to be revealed. Space Force is going to be piggybacking on Starlink, whatever that is. Um, and I say that as a flat earther, right? So um, it's, you know, but but it's something, right? Something's up somewhere doing something. Um, so I, I just I just feel like all this shit is coming to a interesting, you know, end point or climax, I should say. And right. um, it's probably going to come in the form of some major crisis event, some, you know, on the verge of some sort of uh, nuclear exchange. Uh, I mean, it could be nuclear, but it could be. Um, but at least the threat of the threat of, I don't think it happens. I think it's like another Cuban missile crisis type idea. Yeah. It's just like verge of something. Red flag upon red flag upon red flag. And like, you know, this whole, um, I, I went on a podcast uh, last week called Disinfobation. And those, those guys are fucking hilarious, dude. Um, but uh, we were talking about the DART. You know, the, um, I don't know the whole acronym thing, but it's when they smashed that fucking uh, thing into an asteroid and tried to nudge it. Oh yeah. Right. So, and then like the, 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 the best thing that NASA could come up with was, was like shitty fucking Atari style CG. Right. 
But and it almost yeah. makes you wonder though, like, are they just doing it like to make it this obvious, just so that they could kind of laugh at all the the science you know, like the science deniers. Or not the science deniers. Like it's 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 you know, they're they're big fans, like the all their science NASA fanboys, you know, like all these people that are so obsessed and, and like they any little article about like some you know, unknown or newly discovered galaxy. It's like all this bullshit that they put up with all these really stupid, like you said, you know, really crappy uh, CGI. Yet they're all over it because they're just so conditioned to be that way. And they, yeah, just I mean, like, yeah. There's um, there's a gentleman named um, <clears throat> David Weiss, and I didn't get him on my podcast because everybody was getting him on, right? I know He's David Weiss. I don't know yeah, personally, yeah. but I, I know I know who you're talking about. Yeah, I yeah, have, yeah. I, I, I have his yeah. app, his Flat Earth app. Oh, nice, nice. Yes, Flat Earth Dave, right? So yeah. he put a video out. And it's like it said, um, "Look how easy it is to fool NASA lovers," right? And I showed my coworkers this, and they fucking died laughing, and because uh, they know what I'm all about, right? Right. But anyway, it was like, you know, like the Earth. It was a picture of the Earth, and then there was like a solar panel, like a like a satellite thing, right? And then he's like, he's talking, he's talking to these uh, NASA lovers. He's like, "Hey guys, what do you see here?" Right? And like, oh, it's a it's a above view of um, the Earth with with a satellite. He's like, "Yeah, but wait, 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 wait. Look what look at the picture. Look at the picture." And they were trying to like bash him right away. He said, no, 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 no. Look at the picture. Just keep looking at the picture. And he turns it upside down. And then you see land with the clouds in the sky with a, with a solar panel. The bottom is like, this is us. And yeah. they couldn't fucking say shit. And they, were, they had this funny look, a funny expression on their face. Because he's like, I just tricked you. I just tricked you. And this is what exactly what they are doing to you. Cognitive distance, though. People are just knocking it upside down. They turn the photo upside down, and it makes it look like you're looking at the world, like planet Earth from above orbit with a solar panel and a satellite, right? It's crazy, man. Craziness, indeed. But I love it. I love the crazy. And that's that's, that's my new tagline for the Red Pill Cartel. It's like, where crazy feels like home. <laughs> Where crazy <laughs> feels like home. We're the crazy people that are trying to wake you up, but you know, you're actually the crazy ones. <laughs> yeah, at the end of the day, that, that's the reality. Well, I, I and I don't uh, I, I never judge anybody uh, for not seeing the the way that I see, you know, because it's like I was there too, you know. So why would I why would I get angry at people that don't uh see how No, see- and it's not about being angry at those people. It's about the just being angry or or frustrated with their lack of interest in the truth lack of interest that's in that's what it is yeah. to the arguments and then weighing it out for themselves right the decision. they don't even want to hear it that's exactly the people that we have the issue with that they they're happy to right away the lie right they feel comfort in the lie you know it's, exactly it's what uh 
what's his name in the Matrix? Cypher, played by uh, Joel Petaliano. That's right, and that's the he song makes... "Separation Anxiety" on our EP was. There you was go. Completely based on that character, and in Fuck fact, it. we we even use a sample of him. Right. I'd he rather bite the steak and remain ignorant. Yeah. You know, and there's so many people in my life that just choose to be that way, and I'm like, dude, if you if you just take the leap, that leap of faith, you know. A but whole they lot won't. It's way. too difficult. It's it is very because it's, but it's also the same people that you know bought into the COVID uh, bullshit, and that's exactly them. like it became their crutch. It's like they found their calling. You know, it's to wear triple masks while they drive and um, by themselves in a car. Um, you know, it's 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 in my mind, I guess, a form of mental illness. I do feel sorry for them, but up to a point. Up to a point. I mean, like, I was at, uh, I don't know if I told you this story, but when I was at work, um, this is probably like a month or a half ago or so, but um, um, this family, you know, uh, mother and father, uh, the father was pushing the cart with a, with a child in it, and this car drove by in the parking lot really slowly but it nudged the cart with the kid in it. Yeah. And the guy got so mad. He's like, what the fuck? And I was getting mad too. I was like, what the fuck dude? And I looked at the driver had a mask on. Right. Yeah. And I said, take your fucking mask off so you can see where you're fucking driving. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's just crazy, man. Like, why are you wearing a mask in your fucking car? You know, some of them, it's the virtue signaling, right? Because they want everyone, they, they have to make, and you see, I see them everywhere. And there's always like one or, or two people, a couple or something that they're, that they're like that. Um, I think either in their head, they, they, I don't know, either they're paranoid or they just, they just, they're so <laughs> attached to their ideology and their side wears masks. It's like, they have to make sure everyone knows that they're not one of us. Uh, that or or like it's like I said, it's either they're they're just they're fucking mentally ill. I don't think they're mentally ill. I think they're just completely fucking brainwashed. And yeah, that's fair enough. And that's the thing. Like that's why I at first I was judging people because I already I was already at that consciousness level where I was like, no, I'm not buying into this, right? And then I saw everybody buying into it and I was getting angry and judgmental at first of people that were buying into it. But now it's just like, okay, you're just easily misled. It's okay. You know, I'm not going to judge you for it, you know, because I'm not the judge. I'm not God. No, absolutely not. And that's where we have to maintain humility and just realize that uh, Satan has a hold on them. You know, yeah, something has a hold on them. That's for sure. I'm, I still don't, you know, don't know if I can believe in Satan as a actual conscious entity. But um, no, but it's the opposer. Of but the sim- exactly the the the, the symbol, yeah. the symbolic ver- aspect of it. Absolutely. Yeah, there's something. There's a side. It's. A, you know. I think Satan is just an allegory for 
anybody who is against humanity and is trying to take a totalitarian uh, hold on anybody, everybody, right? Yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah. Like, uh, I think anybody who listens to my show now is just like, I'm not a religious nut, you know? I, I don't claim to hear from Jesus. I don't yeah. claim to hear from the Holy Spirit. But maybe the Holy Spirit is just my my uh, intuition, you know? I don't know. But when people claim to hear from the Holy Spirit, I tune out. I'm like, dude, you're, you're into some shit that is probably not true, <laughs> you know? It's maybe. always hard to say, right? Because uh, who knows? Who knows if they're really, yeah. you know, bonkers, or if they're making it up, or if 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 they're, you know, they could legitimately believe they're having these conversations with angels, with God, or whatever, um, or the Holy Spirit. Who knows? But the Holy Spirit, in my, I mean, I do believe in it. Um, you know, I do believe God speaks to us, and and that we do fulfill certain things in life. Um, sure. God's work. And um, as long as we're aligned with that work and um, hey, sometimes we are vehicles of God's will, um, whether we realize it or not. And um, and that's cool. Um, and maybe God still needs some of these people to be asleep. Um, maybe there's a, a bigger lesson that they need to learn. I don't know. But, but- you know. Dude, honestly, like today at work, I saw this one lady and uh, she told me that she was 70 in the conversation, right? And I'm like, holy shit, you're 70? She's like, yeah. I'm like, damn, girl, you got it going on for 70, right? Because <laughs> she had like long fucking like silver hair and she had a nice body and everything. And she was like very coherent, you know? And uh she was. She had trouble parking next to a uh, steel cart corral, right? And it's like, she she said, "Do you think I should park a little bit closer because I don't want people to like bang my door, right?" I'm like, "Yeah, you might want to get in there and, and and you know back out and pull back in, right?" She's like, "Well, my mirror doesn't fold in." I'm like, "Well, that's okay. Just I'll guide you, right?" She's like, "Cool." And she told me, we had this long discussion. She was like, I used to be an actress. I was in theater and this and that. And she's like, my cousin was Eugene Levy, right? And I was like, oh, no. Yeah, it was so cool, right? She's a fucking cool woman. But the funny thing is, is that she had a fucking mask on and a visor. Like a finger. Like, right? But at the same time, it's like, I'm not judging her, you know? Even though I know what I know. And I believe what I believe. I'm still going to have a fucking cool conversation with this woman. And she was fucking cool as shit, dude. I said, hey, you know what? My, Do you know Jacqueline Bassett? And she's like, yeah. And I was like, uh, she was a semi-famous actress back in the day. And I said, my mom is uh, second cousins with her, right? She's she like, related oh, no, to uh, JFK's wife, Carolyn? No. no. Oh, I don't know. Actually, I'm thinking of it. No, I don't know. But anyway, this 70 year old woman, she's still got it going on. You know, she's got a little bit of a hobble, but she's fucking cool as shit. And she's really, she's beautiful, you know? 
it's like from whatever you could see considering she was wearing a mask and a visor (laughs) right (laughs) you know but yeah she's it was cool man it was probably on her 10th dose (laughs) yeah (laughs) god bless her though you know what i mean you know i I don't want to judge anybody because i'm being harsh you are correct uh, yeah you're yeah (laughs) no it's just wild to me man it's like Fuck, like another time I had uh, this woman come up to me and she said something to me and I, I couldn't understand it. I'm like, I'm sorry, I didn't understand what you said. And then I got closer and I was I realized she was wearing three fucking masks. Yeah, man, these people exist. It's crazy, man. And I hate to say it like that, these people, but it's it's true. It's like most of us, you know, like I was ready to drop the mask or not wear one at all the whole time um other people it took them a while before they felt comfortable in doing so um because it was touch and go for a bit where we were you know we thought when this was going to be like the new norm and they were trying to push that but of course they lost the narrative because enough of us said enough is enough and um you know fuck you you. yeah yeah. (laughs) i live in this scottish martial arts it's called fuck you fuck you (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh i love the scots no but like I, there's this one girl and she's really cute she's very pretty at work and uh i said holy shit you're not wearing a mask anymore what what gives right because i like joking around people all the time right and she was like oh you know what i was wearing it not because i'm scared of covid but because i don't want a customer to see my face because I don't know if they're going to fucking come after me or something. So it was like a comfort thing for me. So there's different uh, perspectives that people have regarding the mask wearing. It's not always about COVID. It's just they they like to wear the mask because they don't uh, want to have any uh, kind of... Um, uh, you want to be more anonymous, I guess. Eh? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think a lot of people are wearing it just to be more. Oh, well, fuck those guys! No, I'm kidding. <laughs> well, look at Ghost. Look at Slipknot. Look at Kiss. Look at fucking all these bands that wear masks and shit. It's like anonymity. Like when you go back to Carl Young, right? Carl Young said that when you put on a mask, you become yourself. Yes. Yeah. It's fucking wild, man. Yeah. Yeah, because now uh, you can behave maybe in a different way and, and uh, not be held personally responsible for it because you won't be recognized. Right, but guess what? When you're not wearing a mask, you can be yourself as well. You certainly can. It's just a lot harder uh, for most people in society. Yeah, and I think that that's just, that just goes back to like, conditioning right like we grow up in an indoctrination education education system so it's like we don't want to necessarily be ourselves because we are indoctrinated right from right from the start right absolutely 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 any other major points you want to cover I think we're good, man. Honestly, yeah. I think this is a great episode. And it's kind uh, of a warm up, you know, getting back in the swing of 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 coming on here because it's been a while. But it uh, has been the other guys on. We should do another show, and we definitely should do another one that's a little bit more controversial. Because you know, as fun as this has been, I don't think this is going to make the top uh, the top three 
Well, you're, <laughs> of, of, you're of our uh, interviews, you know, from, from yeah, well, well, the interview with the whole band that we recorded, we yeah. put out there, it's still in the top 10. I think it's like, like number eight right now. Well, that's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, you know, this is not gonna the the whole when we start touching more about Freemasonry or or if there's a debate or something like that, like what we did with Fraser, um, that stuff I'm sure you know will always get more listens because it's just it's you know it's it's more controversial and that's a lot of times people want to hear that more than some schmuck in some band. Yeah, I'm I'm surprised that that Freemasonry debate debate was is not in the top ten. Really? Like, yeah, but like that was like a lot, like a like a while back, right? So people are, are like tuning in more, yeah, to the, the newer episodes. So who knows? Our first two interviews were those. Uh, the first one that that one's in the top ten, right? No. Ooh. The Android meme interview was is in the top wow. ten. <laughs> Good, that works for me, man. Mm-hmm. Anyway, well, very cool, Stefano. Yes, sir. What would you like to plug? Well, I mean, yeah, let's plug the band, the Android Meme. I mean, you can find us on all the normie platforms, but we're also on Truth Social. There you go. So, um, yeah, um, but uh, you know, on Facebook, we have a Facebook page, the Android Meme. So it's facebook.com slash the Android meme. Um, Insta is uh, at the Android meme underscore official. Um, and we're the Android meme on Rumble. And we have some videos there. Well, of course, we have got YouTube. Um, if you want to listen to our music, please um, listen to us on Spotify uh, and do that uh, before or after you listen to um, Red, Pit, uh, Red Pill Cartel. Uh, of course and um that's about it man you know cool dude all links are so much links will be in the show notes thank you so much uh my sexy friend for giving me your time and yeah man and you gotta come hang out too sometime you can come to a jam yeah i gotta i gotta do that again that was fucking fun as fuck you were you know it's cool because you even came to a photo shoot we're gonna do another one soon too and we're probably Oh, I forgot to mention we're we're gonna do a music video. We were gonna do one for I Love Berlin, but it's taking so long to kind of get that going that it's almost like it's lost its moment. So um, we will still do it because the idea is really really cool. But either way, whatever music videos we do, um, I still have you in mind for a part. So I would love to be a part of that. Awesome sauce. Yeah, as long as it doesn't, uh, as long as it doesn't. Um necessitate me doing sexual favors for the band and 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 also uh doing uh freemasonic rituals now you're good (laughs) (laughs) you see how it works guys cartel like it's not all fucking evil when it comes to freemasonry you have no, these- and, and it, none of it is actually evil. That's the whole point. None of it is. It's whatever right. people are doing, um, misinterpreting symbolism, and 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 you know, we um, have to start using symbolism against the evil people. Yeah, absolutely. Right. 
That's what I think. I mean, like, literally, Freemasonry is all about finding God within yourself and being a better person at its most like complicated esoteric level it's legit realizing that we are all part of god we all have a responsibility therefore simple as i that. think yeah i think i think people are over complicating things and they're getting they're diving into rabbit holes where it takes them into a a a, a, a like an area of their life that uh they feel like they can't come out of i mean like once you dive into a rabbit hole, you're like, holy fuck, I'm, 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 I'm discovering all this, this truth. And what do I do with it? You know? So I don't know, start a band, uh, <laughs> write songs, uh, that talk about this uh, and start a podcast. I don't know. Do something, just fucking do something and don't be a fucking worry wart, dude. Just love Stop people. being a bloody wanker. That's it, man. Yeah. Love you love your fucking neighbor, man. You love your neighbor. You do what you do. You be happy. You know, God gave you this life for a fucking reason. Find it. Love it. Learn it and love it. You and know? live it. That's it. Awesome. Steph, love you, man. Love uh you too, have a good night. And uh well. thank you so much for your time. Thanks for having me. Later, dude. See ya. Good night. Really, baby? Really? You hear that? You hear that shit? Police sirens going off once again in Brampton, Ontario. I know, dude. It's getting worse and worse out here, but, you know... It is what it is, Nigel. We gotta do what we gotta do and not be so fearful about what's going on around our, our, in our surroundings. Davey, uh, uh, how, how drunk are you right now? Eh, you know, I'm still got a couple beers to go, but whatever. Okay, okay. Anyway, uh, Cartel, uh, we love you and uh, we hope you enjoyed the uh, returning champion, uh, Mr. Uh, Stefano Amelio on the show, you know, but uh, we also have to pitch. Well, we have to pitch, right? Right, baby? Yeah, you know, it is what it is, but you know, I don't, I don't know if uh, that many people are going to be on board because we don't have a lot of extra content, but you guys, you guys know if you want to, if you like to support the show, uh, you like where it's going, uh, support it and give us a couple bucks a month on Patreon. Davey, you just stole everything from my uh, dialogue that I was supposed to give. You know that I do this all the time, but uh, you just stole it from me. And I was supposed to be the one who is uh, doing the outro, and you took over. What the fuck is that? Sorry, dude. <laughs> do your thing, man. Do your thing. Thank you, Davey. Now go, uh jerk off or some shit, uh, whatever it is yet that you do after a show. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> Nigel loves Davy very much, uh, but he likes to, uh, you know, razz him a little bit sometimes, you know? But anyway, um, you know, support the Patreon if you like the show. Support the Patreon, uh, give three or five or ten dollars a month and, uh, tip the show, you know? And, uh, Davey's working on some extra content. Uh, to give you, but you know, 
you like the free shit, right? So this is what you get all the time. And uh, he puts a lot of uh, heart, soul, and uh, blood, sweat, and tears into the show. So, you know, um, go where your heart desires, you know. Uh, if you want to give some money, I know times are tough and, uh, you know, uh, we love you anyway, regardless. And we love Stefano, uh, you know, and we love the Android meme. And uh, you gotta rock out to that shit, okay? And uh, we love you, Cartel, very, very much. Peace out. And this is Nigel the Goat saying good night. <laughs>